This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's the vision? What's the timetable? How good are the socks supposed to be? What should we expect for, say, next year? We still have uh, many impactful talents in Chicago. Uh, we still play uh, in a division in which no one has really run away and hid in. Uh, certainly competing for uh, the postseason is viable in 2024. Uh, in all candor, sitting here on, you know, an hour and, or 55 minutes after the trade deadline just ended, uh, proclaiming this is how we're going to get there in 24 isn't exactly uh, our mission. Over the, over the last several weeks, it's been put ourselves in the best position to execute this deadline effectively. We feel like we've we've done that, you know, quite candidly, going back three weeks to the draft. This entire month has been about putting the Chicago White Sox uh, in as good a position as possible as we can going forward. And based upon what we were able to do in this year's draft and now what we've been able to do at the deadline, uh, the organization is much, much stronger for 24 and beyond. Um, precisely what that looks like in terms of the big league level in 24 let's get to the post the the end of the season and assess everything performance of uh the players who are here at the big league level what we've gotten out of the minors what our assets are going forward and then as always i think uh you will hear directly about what the plan is for the people in charge so wait whoa, whoa. you'll hear directly what the plan is for the people in charge? Or all right, so I, I isolated that part. So let's all listen in. You will hear directly about what the plan is for the people in charge. What you'll hear, I'm still not sure what? if it's from or for. You'll hear directly about what the plan is. Who's in charge? You will hear directly about what the plan is for the people in charge. Who are the people in charge? Maybe it's not him. Maybe he knows that. I mean, I do think he's right in that they added what? valuable prospects to their system that everybody they didn't say, have. But everybody says that after the deadline. Everybody, everybody who sells. But they did. They didn't have a good farm we, system. As far as we know. 
They didn't as, have a good farm system. As, as far as any of these rankings, I mean, we can look at the rankings. We can hear all these opinions, and but, but we don't know. But why did they not have a good farm system? They didn't develop anybody. They didn't draft well. Now they now they said they had a good draft. They always say they have a good draft. It, it just I but their th- top was, rated pitching prospect is Noah Schultz. That was a long way of saying we don't know. We don't know when we. So you're going to bring back the core of a terrible baseball team. This team sucks. But you're bringing back the core of the team that sucks and, and saying next year you're going to be good? What? Yes. Why? And, and, then, and then if you're saying we're going to improve the team, we're getting all these assets, we're making all these baseball moves, okay, when should we expect you to compete? They have – and how many catchers did they get out of this trade deadline, by the well, way? They need them because them. they don't have them. <sighs> well, one's going to be out of contract. The other one's just kind of a 4A guy. You needed other catchers, so you went and you got them. Yesterday, Do it, they need all of them, though? They need all of them. Because I would argue you need, like, two. They need all of them. Well, the entire organization needs catchers. Organizations in general. But I I could say, you know, was that your best available, or were there some position redundancies there as well, and I'm, who you traded for? I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe you can get to a point where you can bring in a guy like Jan Gomes, but you're not there. Where I disagree with Dan on this is, here's the argument. Okay. I have a guy who finished second in, in American League Cy Young. I have a guy who's going to finish in the top five in American League MVP. Right there are two good building blocks for trying to build a team. You you keep talking about... Right, but the first about, guy you mentioned is worse this year than he was that I, year. That we're I don't a year care. removed from that. Well, what, what's the other guy doing? He's playing great. Okay. I have those two guys okay. to start with. I have I have a guy that has 40 home run potential. Right? Who? Eloy. Oh, I thought you meant Vaughn. No. Oh, yeah, God. but he's They've been so wrong about Yeah, Vaughn. but Eloy, he's not going to be healthy. He never is. Probably, but you're not thinking about this from their way of being able to sell it. Well, you no. have to think like them. That's what they're going to say. But he didn't even really sell it. He didn't go that hard. You, you will find out from the people in charge. You know what he for said? For them or from them. When he said, I said it months ago to Chris LaDuca. It made me, DeLuca, thank you. Uh, it made me think of when he said, it's a privilege to be the general manager of this team. And I thought, are you, are you going somewhere? Like the way he said it had a real finality to it. That would also make me upset. It would make me upset that if at the end of this he's gone, but he got to be the person that got to evaluate these trades. Because evaluation, not one of his superpowers. And you can look at that from the way that they've drafted, the way that everyone around that organization talks about Andrew Vaughn, who's a nice player. Like there's there's nothing wrong with Andrew Vaughn, but the way that the White Sox have talked about Andrew Vaughn makes you believe that there's more player there than than what's actually there. When they're just depend, they just depended on him more. They needed to depend on him. And then you start talking about okay, maybe evaluation isn't your strong suit. Well, what about development? In the case of Vaughn, you may have even if if he was you may have screwed up his development to keep him from being the player that he could have been because of what you did in the first year. Hey, what position do you play, Andrew? I play first base. 
Not anymore. You're going to play right field. Okay. And now you're going to play a little bit of left field. All right. How would you feel about playing second base? I've never done that before. Don't worry. It's really easy to learn that at the major league level. They continue to do stuff like this. So, so for me, it's, it's, a, it's an issue of him still being the person to evaluate it. I can squint and look at the White Sox and say that there's enough there if you do the right things. If you go out and spend money, then you can start talking about having Dylan Cease and Eloy and having Luis Robert and, and those being the, the starting blocks for you to build it. This dude is still talking about future American League Central in present tense. He has no bleeping idea what the Twins, what Detroit, and what Cleveland are going to do in the offseason. Thinking that you can look into the crystal ball of the 2024 American League Central and be like, well, it's still going to be bad. You don't know. You don't. Why? And why would you act that way? Why would you run into it thinking, well, the, the rest of the league is going to be bad? Blow them away. If that's what you think, by what you do and what you choose to do in free agency. But they're never going to do that. It would, it would be a major surprise if they were to do that. It would be Jerry Reinsdorf is old and wants another title, and he's going to spend all the money. They trumpeted the, they trumpeted the Benintendi contract like it was some franchise-altering financial commitment. He isn't even a one-win player. He is .8 wins. He's not even a guy. And that's your richest contract in free agent history. He is a replacement-level player for the biggest deal you signed in history. You could I mean you were trying to give away Grandal for all that money. Like I don't I don't I just I don't get it. And then and, and then like you know, from the people in for the the people in charge the, what what who's you will hear directly about what the plan is for the people in charge. Who who are they? I think it's from. I think he is saying from. Who are the people in charge? I think he's saying from. Uh, to add to this, and I know I'm the one who's upset about Jake Berger being traded. The only one in this room. Not the only one in life, because there's a lot of people who are with you on that. I mean, Sully looked at me like I had a point yesterday at Wrigley. Let's go over the first round picks for the White Sox since Tim Anderson in 2013. Please don't. Tim Anderson in 2013. Carlos Rodon in 14. Two wins. Carson Fulmer in 2015. Mm. Zach Collins in 2016, as well as Zach Birdie. Jake Berger, Nick Madrigal, Andrew Vaughn, whose offense was supposed to replace Jose Abreu, even though they were both in the lineup at the same time. Garrett Crochet. Mm. Colson Montgomery just got promoted to double A, as I understand. People are very excited about Colson Montgomery. Noah Schultz and now Jacob Gonzalez. Okay. That's just round one. You just traded away another one of your first rounders. Yep. Yep. And that's how you build your team. And, and we'll get into this later because it's fascinating. You drafted a player, said he can be all of these things, weren't able to develop him. He goes to another organization and they believe in him so much 
they've done a, a much better job of developing developing that player than you did. They believe in that player so much that they made a trade for a third baseman and said, nah, go play first base. I don't have any gloves. We'll find you one because Nick Madrigal's got the hot corner. And I will say that the, yeah. the conclusion in that story yeah. is that your manager refused to use, at the time, two of the best relievers in baseball in a way that was functional. Straight refused. But what happens when... Uh, and everybody from that trade is online and healthy. Yeah. Layla, I think you'll feel seen in this tweet from our old buddy Kevin Zipak yesterday. Did you see this? And Zipak's he's a zinger, isn't he? Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, you gotta you don't sleep on old old heavy Kevy. He literally tweets like once a year. I know. And they're all like it's he's, he's got he much has, better things to do. I know. He bats a thousand with his shot shoes, selection. He, he just, when he's taking the half court three, he's nailing it. Says condolences to every dad out there in shock and dismay over the trade of an injury prone twenty seven year old DH who's played fewer than hundred and sixty two major league games in his entire career. Prayer hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's me. You've become suburban dad. I actually think they got a really good prospect out of the deal. But they also lost 25 home runs and more war this season than Andrew Benintendi. Hopefully. That's damning with faint praise. Hopefully, Jake, if if your team's going to be good next year, Jake Berger isn't on it anyway. Or isn't as big of a factor on your team. They didn't want him on this team. But you're not going to do all the things necessary to make your team good. Or you don't have any evidence that would make your fan base believe that you're going to do what's necessary to make your team good next year. You were on a prove-it deal, and no one over there proved Jack, except for Luis Roberts. Let me ask you this. Luis Roberts' resurgence, and frankly, I thought Yasmati put together a sneaky good year. Mm. Luis's resurgence has been a happy thing. A couple things. There are 145 qualified uh, MLB players. Sox math. How many of them do you think have a higher war than Andrew Benatendi? 145 qualified. There are 145 qualified MLB players. How many have a higher current war than Andrew Benatendi? How can there only be 145? That's about right. That's about right. For for qualified position players. Huh. Uh, Okay, I'll play this game. 120. I'm going to say 130. 111. He's He's 112th. So here's another quick question. Of the qualified players, who is number 143 out of 145 with a season war of minus 1.0? Nick Magical. Tim Anderson. Jose Abreu. Aw. Tim Anderson is 140th. Okay. So not not a terrible guess there. Yeah, Tim Anderson is at 140, and Jose Abreu is 143. Jose Abreu might have the old Dunzo sign on him. He got hot. He's cold. He's cold again. He might have gotten hot for a very short period of time. He got hot for a month. His WRC Plus is 81. But my biggest point about Abreu, though, was the fact that they were like, oh, well, we have Andrew Vaughn. I'm like, but he's already in the lineup. Like, you can't replace Jose Abreu with two Andrew Vaughns. There's only one Andrew Vaughn. Cloning. Who do you think of the 145 qualified players has the lowest WRC plus who is the least productive offensive player among all qualified oh, players in baseball. That's Tim probably when I met Nick Madrigal. Bingo. It's no, t- it is it's not. It's Tim Anderson. 
It is. It is Tim Anderson. It is. Yeah, he's he's the worst offensive player among anybody who plays regularly. He got hot for two weeks, and then as soon as the trade deadline was over, he immediately struck out twice.